Hello, this is Captain Says, another show. This is episode 25. The special guest is Seth Everett. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? What a great robot introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Welcome. What's the big yeah. news? What's the big news? I know you went to a concert. I went to uh, the first concert I have been probably in years, and yeah. I saw the NPG in this. Well, what, what's that hat. stand for? That's the new power generation, which you wouldn't ah, know. If no. You wouldn't know unless you listen to Captain Says, the Peach and Black podcast, and if you saw the Spreecasts. <laughs> or any other Prince-related thing. Because <laughs> all they kept saying was, it's a Prince band. Like, <laughs> let me set you up for the context for what it was. It was a free concert, by the way. And... Ah. It was in a field, uh, like an amphitheater. Of dreams? No, no. I can't even call it an amphitheater because all it was was like a lawn. And you had to set up like picnic chairs and such. And I sat, there was like two stone steps that you could sit on. And I just went. I live about 12 minutes from where this concert was taking place. Nice. And a young lady opened. She played for what felt like forever. Um, uh, she played for like 45 minutes and then they had a long delay. They made all kinds of announcements because from what I understand is they do this concert every Thursday during the summertime in America. And Uh then they were like, and the new power generation, the NPG is here and everyone there has some Prince regalia, on, like Mm. some Prince clothing, you know, a lot of purple rain shirts, you know, a lot of unlicensed Random yeah. artificial age <laughs> posted <laughs> t-shirts and some guy had a silk button down shirt with a big close-up of like the breakdown artwork. Like it was just, oh, it, yeah. it, so anyway, so then they come out and I, I wrote down a set list and the band had, you know, some of the originals. Sonny T is there. Levi Caesar is there. Tony M is there. Morris. Morris Hayes is there. Right. And the, the horn guy, I think is his name is uh, Steve Strand. I think I'm saying oh, he's correctly. one of the hornheads, isn't he? One Steve of the hornheads. That's right. And they they don't tell you he's one of the hornheads until the end of the show, which is getting to my <laughs> complaint with it. Uh, uh, then the only uh, recruits, you know, sort of speak, was so let drummer. me guess. Let me guess. Was Homer there? No, Levi was on guitar, so Homer wasn't there. No, no, no. It was a drummer I had never heard of, and this guy McKenzie. He's the singer. But you've heard of him. I've heard of him. He's on that show. Uh, one of the, the talent show one of those yeah, yeah. america's got talent or american Idol yeah or one, one of those shows and they come out and they they start off the show and you just you know me so i know the way you think like you're gonna agree with me they start out they sound great by the way they sound very tight like the band sounds like the npg but then they went yep. into party man okay okay, okay. I, I'm okay with that because, you know, get everybody riled up like, okay, Party Man, great song. Okay, but first, uh, your only possible issue with them playing Party Man that I can think of is, yep. fir- first of all, uh, the MPG really started New Tour 1990 where they Correct. played Party Man. So that is That's officially one of their tracks, yeah. It's one of their songs. It's one of their yep. songs. But then they go out and they don't say anything. You know, and remember, I saw two years ago, I saw The Revolution. And yeah. the revolution, when they come out, they start playing. The first thing they say is, you know, we don't know what we're doing here. We don't even believe we're together here. We just wanted to be together. Like, so emotional right off the bat, right? All you guys here in this show is Mackenzie shouting, give it up for Prince. 
he was the best and we're like yeah okay uh, <laughs> great yeah, we know <laughs> so they do party okay man. but okay okay i'm gonna break down everything you say yeah, um, the revolution show was what you say two years ago so, so, so not long after, after he passed he, away correct still correct. not that long so the emotion's still raw now we're three plus years on three and a half almost understood so they're not going to come out and be all sad no 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 i don't want sad i don't i don't want sad at all emotional what, yeah. what no I, no i don't i don't want that either i want them to be like a marvel movie like i want them <laughs> how be, did i know this was gonna go to, to I, superhero I, I, stuff <laughs> i just wanna i just want them to be the superstars that they are and so they quickly from party man and th- there's a point i'm not just gonna run through the set list i mean i'll eventually give you the whole set list but from party man they go into 17 days yeah then they go into girls and boys okay that's 15 minutes and all they sound like is a prince cover band that's not the npg like there's there's nothing there's no words there's no anything all it is is mckenzie leading a band playing classic prince tunes yeah and it's missing something it doesn't feel like anything like i'm just trying to think if the npg played 17 days i I mean i'm sure they did they, would, they could have, but it wasn't a big thing. Right, and right. what was the third one? Girls, Girls and, boys, and Boys, which they did play on the Act 2 tour. Okay, now, I never saw the Act 2 tour, but the first ever Prince concert I ever saw was at the Palladium in New York City. Uh, had, July 13, 14, one of he those. Had, he had already yep. changed his name, yep. and but it was that band. Yep. So, like, I saw them. Like, I was in awe. Like, I, I saw Levi Caesar. I saw Sonny T. I was so, like, what are they doing? Why girls and boys what, you, what what's going on here and and then they pause and then they pause and they go give it up for our man tony m he's gonna rap for you <laughs> like okay. like as if they're saying hey youngins this is a guy that raps like not this is tony m this is that guy and then and a huge drum solo and then deuce and a quarter and i was like okay. yes okay so but you have to remember this is a free like festival yes. show this isn't like a paid npg show at least half the people there might not have even known who they were. But, right. So fair enough if they're going to introduce Tony M and say he's going to do a rap. Okay. What I yeah. wanted was say who they are at the beginning. You know what I want? Didn't they get an intro at the start, though? It was some they came guy on? going, the NPG, the new power generation. We're going to pay tribute to Prince. What like, else do you want, then? No. What I, what I want is play something like the jam. Introduce themselves. They do it at so, the very, very so, end. <laughs> so we're the NPG. We're on Prince's base. band. We should come out and He's play a Larry Graham man. song because that no, makes no, no, sense. No, 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 no. Just do something where they talk. Like Morris Hayes needs to take the lead here, not this guy. Let this guy sing. Let Mackenzie sing, but let Morris Hayes. He is, I've heard him on your show, on your other show. And yeah. he is a treasure trove of yeah. jokes and quips and story i don't want the emotional i don't want to know what he was thinking when he wrote acknowledge me i'm not asking for that <laughs> i'm not i'm not asking for that what Did i want is like just, a door oh, just, i'd love to know what's beyond that just play just take the lead that's all so I'm you just saying. wanted them to play the whole like exodus album in full well, and you they don't been play happy anything then. anything from exodus they, they nothing from exodus i would have been happy i wanted wasted kisses like i wanted new power songs. oh come on why no, would they I'm, play I'm wasted I'm, kisses I'm, I'm joking i'm joking how long was the set an hour it was probably 90 minutes okay yeah 90 minutes they sounded great deuce and a quarter 
into call the law. Oh yeah. I, I, I saw call the law live. Like I couldn't believe yeah. it. I couldn't get over. I, like I was in tears. I was like, no way. Like yeah. that, that's a random, random song. And then they go into cream yeah. from, so deuce and a quarter, call the law cream. And then the, this McKenzie guy comes back and he starts talking about how wasn't Prince the best at writing ballads and the crowd. Are, and then he sang, call my name. Call my name. There you go. Oh, you saw that on Instagram. I saw, no, I saw they rehearsed it like last week sometime. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he does call my name and then he goes into seven, which is an NPG song. Yeah. Then when doves cry. Okay. Yeah. Then they go, but Which, then, hmm. and then it goes into like 1993, like perfection, sexy MF. Yep. Sexy MF live. Mm. And Tony M's doing all the verses and they're all in unison going shit, sexy motherfucker shaking that ass. And yeah. like, everyone's like, like dumbfounded. Like this was a Prince song. <laughs> uh, that was perfection. And what I wanted was the good life or get wild. Which you they have I mean? played, yeah. Uh, so then, so then after Sexy MF, they do Nothing Compares to You. Of and course, then, yeah. Uh, right? And then they do Together. Which is and, another good one, yeah. And then my favorite track of the whole, uh, the whole night was Willing and Able. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great song, and that's a yeah. Tony M song. And that, yeah. that was when they had that mix, you know, because Mackenzie sang the Rosie Gaines part, and then, yeah. and then Tony M. And it's... You know, he was doing it. He, he, he and he looks like he's well. Having, hello, MCT on the right. He did the whole rap. Oh, he did the whole thing. And they're, they're playing, dan, 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 and they yeah. sound on point. And it was like, it was like a time travel. It was great. Yeah. It, it was great. When they did those, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, it's not a criticism. It's not like they did, they shouldn't play When Doves Cry. It's when they play Willing and Able, they sound like the NPG. When they yeah. play When Doves Cry, it's a Prince cover band, and I don't like those. Does that make sense? Like, oh, it, I, I guess. I don't like going to... It's, people have invited me. They've said, oh, you should come to some such and such club. They're doing a, a Prince cover band. And I'm like, oh, thank you, because all that does is remind me of who's not there. Meh. Because no one has his showmanship. So it's almost yep. like one thing I give them credit for, and I know I'm bouncing around, but seven... They had Prince doing the, the chorus. Oh, like, they had his, Morris no would have had his sample backing vocals on the, correct. yeah. Yeah, because it's like seven layers of. How, could, yeah, how could you do how, seven without all that massive backing vocal chorus? Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So, so it's, it's almost over here. So uh, Willing and Able, my favorite part of the whole show. Then they go into Days of Wild. Like oh. with, with the curses and everything. It was great. You know what? I asked Tony not that long ago about playing that, and he said it's possible. And at that point, they, I don't think they'd ever played it yet. And even now we played it. Oh, you just, that's great. It's great. It I was, didn't know they played that. It was great. Uh, from Willing and Able, like, you know, the end, how it gets, it ends on a point. You know, it doesn't fade out. It just ends on a point. Yep. And then all of a sudden you heard, and then you hear yeah. the sample of hold on to your wigs, and you're like, no way. Because Morris, yeah, he's got all those samples, yeah. And that's what I mean by, like, these guys are spectacular musicians. Like, they have they have the pedigree. And this is where any little stuff in the beginning makes this hit that much harder. Like, mm. oh, we do, we do you remember, Sonny, when we jammed this in San Francisco? Or, like, something. 
just you know mm. oh we rehearsed this for days like just i don't need a whole story i don't need drama that was what uh wendy melvoin did in the revolution show. she kept telling stories mm. and they were sad stories but these all i want is snippets because at the very well let me get to the very end but at the end he does everything i'm saying but at the very end yeah so it should have been spread through the show just bits and pieces right so uh after days of wild uh the cross yep pop how was the cross tell me how the cross what did you think of the cross they're showcasing the guy there's what they talked about was tony m was 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 commenting or morris was commenting on how this is why he got you know this is why you should vote for him for america's got talent and they Mm. made it about him and then Mackenzie says this is my favorite song that he's written which i thought was cool but again like i don't know who this guy is and they didn't sell him because they didn't sell themselves you know what i'm saying like you're you keep wanting to know who these guys are and why they're so special why are they so special that they're playing this hallowed music because mm. no cover band no prince cover band is playing days of wild they're they're not yeah. and you are entitled to play these things because you put in the time and i just wanted to reflect that that that's all it sounds like at least half the set list you're you were happy yes. with yes but, but here there's four songs left the cross pop life get off um, yeah, which is their track yeah which is their track but then they go into cool okay yeah and then they go to let's go crazy and then they rap and then they come out for an encore and they play purple rain of course yeah i was like so Le- levi did the solo for that did he yes yes wow and when they introduced everybody they were playing the instrumental to purple rain so they're introducing oh, okay everybody. yep over the intro yeah and everybody you know and he did he did he told a great story about how prince idolized sunny and how yeah. Sonny taught him everything. And you know that blue guitar? That's called Sonny, yep. you know, for this guy. Sonny T. I was there. A... Prince told me that himself. Sonny T. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you, when you were in New York. So Sonny did not have a microphone. He, like, didn't say a word. Oh, Hank, what? what? Okay, he, sorry. This is my yeah, point. I was, I, was, um, I was trying to defend it all the way, but not having a mic on Sonny to hear him laugh at random points throughout well, the show. No, no, that's, but that, but that that's is unforgivable. Thing. That's the thing. That's like, unforgivable. I, I don't, I don't know if there was a microphone near him, but when I walked, see when, when they did the encore, people were walking around. So you had to stand up to see. So I kind yeah. of walked towards the front just to see, you know, just to, to get closer, you know, and they were walking around. So I, I don't know that he didn't have any mic at any point, but Sonny T, if you re- watch the documentary slave trade, Sonny T can sing. And he talked yep. about how Prince said, you're going to sing and yep. get wild. Uh, the good life, good life, return of the yep. bump squad. Like I'm not even saying do all of them. I'm saying one, give me one of those because you have him there. Now, if Sonny T's not there, I totally understand. Don't do anything from Exodus, but he was there, but he's there. Why? And he, he doesn't do all cool? the, he doesn't do all the MPG shows. So to have him there and then not do those tracks. Yeah. Right. I get that. That's my point. It's not that they were never bad. They were, they were never not fantastic, but when their song selection, it's almost like, I want to sit there and say, do you know what you have here? Like you have, you have superstars and Sonny T if he does, if you go in to get wild or just do a medley of that stuff or, or return of the bump squad or something, 
What's the difference between that and call the law? Nothing. So, so you would have been happy if he only sang, say, Cherry Cherry. Oh, Cherry Cherry. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> it's like you're so close to the finish line. It was yeah. so close. They were so good. And it's, it's like all I wanted to do was change the set list. And when the last three songs are Cool, Let's Go Crazy, and Purple Rain, and you have Sunny T there, it's disappointing. And I get it. I, I, you know, like, what is their goal? Who are they targeting here? Like, they're not That's playing. I'm just, about, I'm just about to say that in defense, it's a free festival outdoor thing. They're not all Prince fans. Sure, you, you, you would have noticed the, uh, a bunch of them, but there would have been a lot of people who didn't know who the MPG were. So they can't just come out and play all MPG tracks. Because okay. even half the tracks that we like, like Willing and Able and Together, all that stuff, general, even general general Prince fans don't know that because they don't have the album. They just hear the singles on the radio. So you have to throw in at least a bunch of just the popular Fair enough. pop Prince songs to cover the people who don't know all the other stuff. Totally fair. Right? That's totally yeah. fair. That's totally fair. What I'm saying is that's fine for if you want to make sure that Let's Go Crazy, Purple Rain are in there. You don't need yeah. pop life. Like, you don't need pop yeah, life. Yeah, that, that is a sort of a random one. And it's just, I, it, think they, I don't think they, they had a, del- mm. I don't think they had a time limit. You know what I mean? Like throw in four other tracks, throw in do daddy pop, which they do do every now and then. So that's, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did daddy pop when they were in Sydney. I don't know. It was so magnificent and it was, it was vexing at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was so close. Mm. It was so close mm. to being perfection. It was so cool to see them. They look like they're having so much fun. And what I wanted was I wanted Mackenzie to be the singer. And I wanted Morris Hayes and Sonny T to be the band leaders. Yeah. You know, they are. And like just banter between them and have some fun. And like the only people who dominated the, the speaking roles were Tony M and Mackenzie. And mm. Mackenzie every five seconds was give it up for Prince. Like, give it up for Prince, give it up for Prince, give it up for Prince. And I'm like, enough. Okay, mm. I get I get it. He's great. Move on. Like, it wasn't a, you. even if you don't know who they are, let's just take your line of, uh, of reasoning. Even if you don't know who they are, one small funny story about any one of these songs talking about Prince, they'll totally get it. Wow, these guys know him. Well, on that, even a short 30 second, one minute story, Yep. even though it takes longer, I would prefer that to just give it up for Prince. Prince is the best. Yeah, give it up for Prince. Prince is the best. I was like, Oh my God, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for him. Like Morris had one did- funny line where he says, and give it up for McKenzie vote for him for this contest. So he wins that million dollars and he can finally buy us dinner. That, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah. That was, that was funny. That should, like, that's going to be the whole show. Right. I want more of that. That's what I'm saying. I want more of that. That's what I want. More of, of those things. Like the, uh, the guitar solo in uh, Sexy MF was yep. great. Le- Levi was perfect. Perfect. And Tony M's hitting all the notes. Like he's going, Levi, fly. Like, mm. And it, it, was, it was like they were m- totally recreating this wonderful stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not a criticism. It's just like, it's like these guys have these superpowers and they were, they know they've got more. And like, I well, think of Morris Hayes, I think of his appearance on Peach and Black. I think of Tony M's appearance on Peach and Black. And I've wanted 
like a fraction of that. And, and again, like you don't have, you don't have Michael B. I'm totally fine with that. Like, you know, he's off doing his, his thing. That's totally Soul fine. asylum. Soul yep. asylum. Right. And, and it, it's fine. You know, whoever the guy, the, the drummer was, he was great. As a matter of fact, I saw him up close and he was doing some really, really great uh, stuff. And, you know, he, he just, he fit in fine. He, he really was. And I'm not knocking this guy, Mackenzie. He can sing, but I don't want his adoration for Prince. I want the guys from the camp to be the ad, the adorers. Mm, eh. I, I, don't the, like, I don't care what Mackenzie one... thinks is his greatest ballad. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Like the one thing that I liked about Mackenzie and from the time he started with MPG until now is that he's not trying to be, you know, there are some songs that you have to sing a certain way to do that song, but he's doing it his own way. He's bringing his own thing to it. And that's the one thing I like about him. The thing I don't like that much is, you know, basically just that Prince is not there. That's, and you're never going to get past that, <laughs> that part of it, but that's right. He, and he's not trying to be Prince, which is good. No, and and I just think of like the covers of these songs. Like you remember when uh, Lenny Kravitz performed uh, the Cross at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or you know Bruce Springsteen put out that free download of him doing Purple Rain. Like when you hear those songs from these artists, all I'm reminded of is who's not here. And I don't know about you, but I'm I don't mourn Prince. I'm thrilled that we had a connection to him. I'm yep. thrilled that we witnessed him and I'm thrilled that we have all this music. And when I listen to his music, I don't think about his, his death. I, I don't, you know, I, I, it's not that I'm over it, but I have other things to mourn. You know what I mean? Like the year before, look, I, I say this all the time. The year before Prince died, my best friend was killed. And yeah. I would, tr- I would, I would do 2016, over 10 times over to get 2015 back you know like mm-hmm. that's just that's my personal opinion and i know people mourn in their own ways and i i see it on twitter because i still follow all those people from when we did the show and I, they're they're wonderful and the stuff that they write is fanatical but it's it's well meaning and well intended and it's lovely and i like that the npg is going out to these shows someone asked me uh, on twitter because i was tweeting pictures from the concert and someone asked me, they said, you know, you should come to Seattle because I used to live in Seattle. And they said, because they're going to be playing there in September. And one guy wrote on Twitter, he said, well, it's actually not Seattle. It's Bremerton, which is like 25 minutes south of Seattle. And it's like, yeah. it's kind of a, you know, a, a, a more dilapidated neighborhood. It's not the big city. It's not the big metropolis. It's the dilapidated city. It's not, it's not Seattle proper. It's Bremerton they're playing. And they're playing low rent gigs that's uh, there's no other way to describe it like they're playing newark they didn't play i'm not asking them to play arenas they're not playing clubs and Mm. they're clearly not getting a lot of money for this and so they're doing it for the love of doing it and all i say to them is then let it all hang out what are you holding back from because if by doing it you would want them to be like this is our last show like this is what our former boss would want us to do and I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think if Prince saw that set list, he would roll his eyes for cool. Really? You guys are doing cool. You guys aren't that. That's not you. <laughs> I don't know. So it's got to get to a point. If you think they're not making that much money doing these shows, you know, at some point it's just not worth doing the show at all. I don't know. I, I, I like would love money to, wise. I would love to know what, I would love to know what they're doing for them. You know, what were they doing beforehand? What were their jobs? Like, 
What were they? What are they missing to do this? I, well, I, I think I was I've, thrilled. I, I was thrilled. Their normal jobs, and they just they take breaks to go to. And work. They t- yeah, well, that's what Tony does. I know that's what Tony does. Good for him. I, it, 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 it's like they're doing he, the Lord's he, work. He, like, gets a, he gets a few weeks off. He goes and does all these shows, and then he's back to work. That's great. I think it's great. I think it's great that they're doing it. I didn't know that they were coming. You know, I don't track where they're going. I found out, you know, maybe a week before that they were going to be in Newark. I went to go buy tickets for it and I found out it was a free show. (laughs) And I was like, and then I thought you had to register to get tickets. So I signed up. Now I'm getting all these emails from Newark and (laughs) unsubscribe. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what is this? And then, and then I just walked up and it was very funny because the performing arts center is a theater and they weren't in the theater. They were outside the theater in this little tent. And you saw mm-hmm. the pic, you saw the pictures that yep. I, I, I tweeted, like you saw what it looked like. It was, it was fine. But when the woman who opened, there were maybe 60 people there. I think by the end of it, maybe 200 people. Okay. That's a really small group. Everybody had lawn chairs and, uh, a lot of people in their fifties and sixties. Really, you know, I think I just think happy the diff- to be there. One, one big difference between this is just my observation. The big difference between, say, Australian audiences, Australian people, and Americans are, you know, in Australia, we'll travel like three hours yeah. to see something because that's just the distance it is to the closest the closest gig. Like when Prince came to Sydney, you know, if you live in Newcastle or Canberra, you're driving that three, three and a half hours. Of course. Because there's no other choice, but it seems in America, like if it's more than about 40 minutes, people are like, ah, it's too far. Well, I remember, I remember <laughs> living in Seattle. That's just funny to me. Like no, it takes I, me 40 I, I minutes either. just to get in the city from my house. And that's right. normal. <laughs> right. Uh, when I lived in New York in 04, I saw him at the Meadowlands. I saw him at Madison Square Garden. I saw him at Philadelphia and I saw him in Washington, D.C. So you went all around that area. And he played, I think I saw six shows in three months. It was so much fun. So what was the longest travel, like two hours to any of those? Washington, D.C. is a four hour drive. Okay. And it was on a whim. And I remember because remember the MPG Music Club back then, you had access to tickets. And I remember I called my cousin who lived in Virginia, which is right outside of D.C. I picked her up and we went and. yeah, it was super fun. The farthest I've traveled, that's not true. The farthest I've ever traveled was 07. I went to the Hard Rock Hotel in Miami, Florida, mm. the Super Bowl week. Yeah. And that trip, that was a, a big, uh, <laughs> that was a fun trip because that was a, I, I did a radio show that day. I flew to Miami, got there around 730, the show started at nine. And then the very next morning, I flew back and then went straight to the studio to do the radio show that I was doing. Uh And I was there for maybe 20 hours, but it was a total rock star thing. Like that was super fun. It was one night only, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a team, one of my, one of my good college friends was working for one of the teams that was in the Super Bowl that year, the Chicago Bears. And so he was the sideline reporter for the Bears and he got to see the Bears performance. Yeah, the Super Bowl performance. He was on the field while they were performing. He was on the sideline uh, mm. watching. He watched that from the coolest vantage point, you know. But he was the one who said, you know, there's a one night only concert at the Hard Rock, and we just we went on the airline. The flights were, you know, super cheap at that uh, at that time, and we just did it. That was the farthest I've traveled. That was a that was a flight. That whole thing about just going to a city, yeah. you know, when Prince was still here to see a Prince show, 
and you literally totally get there it. the afternoon of the show. Yep. You see the show, and then you're out of there even the same time. night or early yep. the next morning. Yep. Just that whole experience is just a, a fun, crazy thing. When I was living in Denver, Colorado, this is another good one. He played Fiddler's Green in 98, yep. the Jam of the Year tour. And the radio station that I worked for, you know, how they're owned by one company will own four stations. Yeah. So this the station, one of the sister stations was a like a top 40 kind of music station. Mm-hmm. And since they knew I was a huge fan, they asked me to make the promos uh-huh. for the Prince concert. So I got to cut Prince promos for print. You know, he was he was cutting shows. Yeah. He was the artist. It was the jam of the year tour. And so as a thank you. Uh, for doing the promos, I got tickets. passes. No, no, no. I, uh-huh. I had tickets to Fiddler's Green, but I got passes to go to the Studio 54 the next year for the 1999 party. Oh, yeah. And so the guy who wound up working for the Bears, he was living in Las Vegas at the time. And I said, what are you doing for New Year's? And he's like, I don't uh-huh. know. I said, you do now. Yeah. And so I flew to Vegas, stayed with him for the two nights because it was the 31st and then the first. And Prince didn't play until the second night. Did the time play? The, the, ten, night the time played and Prince yeah. spoke. Prince spoke. Yeah. yeah, he gave a whole speech. But uh, yeah, that, so I'm trying to think about how far I've traveled. But I traveled to Las Vegas from New York in 06 for the 3121 residency. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw one of those. But that was well, more that was more like a, a vacation that happened to coincide with a Prince concert. Like that was well, that, yeah, I was gonna say thing. that's the first time I saw Prince, which was in Minneapolis. Yep, you, you know, you can that. argue that you know I win because I actually came from London to see that show. Yes. But yeah, it was that's, that's coinciding far. with a holiday, but I'd planned the holiday around the concert. to coincide with the yep. date. So yep. I flew from London to I think New York, and then I went up to see friends, and I was in like Montreal and Ottawa, and then I think from from Montreal I got the bus, and it was like 26 hours or some ridiculous thing from Montreal to Minneapolis. That is a trip I will never do again, but it was an experience. Like stopping in Detroit at 3 a.m., that's always going to be fun, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was was interesting. But, yeah, that was, again, great memories. And like I said, we're lucky to have – forget the experience. You know, forget your, forget the Peach and Black podcast. Forget the fact that I worked there. Like, forget that stuff. We were lucky because we chose a hell of a guy to be a fan of. That's it. And we, we had this legacy. Like, <laughs> I was completely satisfied yeah. when I was just watching his career. Like, forget all the stuff from 2013. Like, all, forget all that. It was just, it was amazing. And then for Welcome to America, I saw a bunch of shows, but they were all in New York and New Jersey. Yeah. You know, cause I lived like 12 minutes from the New Jersey arena. And then he played uh Madison square garden, which is still the best venue to see him in Madison square, mm-hmm. just because the acoustics in Madison square garden are different than any other arena I'd ever seen. Mm. But then I, in, as far as clubs, I saw the one night alone tour at uh, Lincoln center in New yep. York. I saw Did you go to the after show uh, with yep. George. Yeah. 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 I was there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a late night. That was a, that was a. Can I hear you screaming on the official, uh, the official one night alone live? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Which are tracks? On? Which tracks are from the New York one? Is oh, it, isn't joy and, joy and repetition? I think so. Joy and repetition. Yep. Do this. This is what we do. Yep. 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 With George, I remember that yep. one. I was there. Yeah. And then I remember I saw in uh, the Nokia theater, I saw Tamar with Prince. And then, uh, I went, yeah. and then I went to the Bryant Park when he did Good Morning America. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. 
there was there was a lot. It was a lot. But it was over, I would say it was a lot of shows, but it was over decades. The first time I saw him was ninety-three. Lucky and I, you. And my friend was mad because he didn't do any print songs. Remember that was <laughs> the whole thing. And my friend was not a like a fan like I was. I was enamored. I couldn't believe I saw Acknowledge Me, I saw, you know, race. And all, I, I, and I was introduced to those songs. That was before Come had come out. So, like, yeah. you didn't know any of these songs. Well, yeah, like those, those Act One. Did you say ninety three or ninety four? Ninety three. It's ninety three. It was. It wasn't Act One. It was. It was after the name change, and it was just a one off. It was those. It was a one off at the Palladium, and I just remember Lenny Kravitz showed oh, up. That's ninety four. That's ninety four. Ninety four. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I'm just thinking the only time he played those tracks in '93 was at like Act One after shows. No, no, no. Yeah, so then it's the um, it was. 94. But yeah, '94 had a bunch of random one-off yep. shows. Yeah, right. Yeah, '92. I was too young. I, I didn't have a car. I was at Syracuse University, which is like four and a half hours from New York, and I couldn't get there. And I never saw mm-hmm. Act One. And then when he did that night in Palladium, I was just like, I am going to this. I, I have to see what this guy's like live. I remember that weekend because he literally did three shows in like 30 hours he did a show on the night of the 13th then he did like a matinee on the 14th then he played on the night of the 14th it was just a crazy you know non-stop that weekend mpg earned their money that weekend <laughs> yeah but like i said it was it was one of those situations where the mpg i, I just admire what they're doing i can't imagine what they're doing you know what I mean? I, I don't know what the end game of that is. I don't think they're trying to become a big thing. I think they're doing what they're doing and they're loving what they're doing. And I respect the heck out of them for doing it. And you I, just I, had some constructive information. No, I, my stuff was only setless stuff, really. Yeah. That's setless. That, that's like going to a movie. You know, <laughs> there's something I say on the Hall of Justice podcast all the time. I never really rip the actors or the performances or the special effects. I always, if I'm going to rip a movie, I rip the writing. Mm. And the, the example that I use is Ryan Reynolds is a great actor. He was great in Green Lantern. It is not Ryan Reynolds' fault. He fought a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault. He's just doing what he got paid to do. Right. It, it, he doesn't write the lines. He fought that's a cloud. A- like people say, oh, that's a crappy movie. But he was great. <laughs> in it. <laughs> These guys were great. Like they sounded phenomenal. They look like they're having fun. Like, I hope that's the takeaway. I wondered what, like, they're sitting there, and Morris Hayes is a smart guy, so he must have done the set list. And is he thinking, like, I have to cater to a mainstream audience because I got to yes. do 80s stuff? Yes. <sighs> okay. 100%. 100%. That's Maybe. what it is. Maybe. I would have walked him through <laughs> the crowd to see all these unlicensed print shirts that look like they were yep. stowed on, like, that's, like the symbol without the little horn at the end, like, <laughs> like just um, see all those people and, and say, this is the audience. This is who you're playing for. This is who you're yeah. playing for. And this is, these are people who, if you tell them one story, they will be putty in your hands and then you could do anything you want and you could play hallucination rain and, oh, no, get one out. Would, and no one would, and people would be like, right on that you don't need to cater to quote unquote masses because you're not playing to the masses. Well, especially considering it wasn't a paid show. They're not doing media. Like they're not doing interviews. People people are not going to come and ask for a refund because they didn't hear purple rain. Right. (laughs) If you don't play purple rain, like does does any, like, I don't know anybody walk out of that and go, wow. The takeaway for me is my God, he has some great songs. And I was like, I, I, (laughs) 
I heard Deuce and a Quarter for the first time live. Yeah, when he when they played that in Sydney, me and MC were just sitting right next to each other, and we just looked at each other and we're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I can't believe they're playing That's this. It was crazy. so good. That's crazy. If you believe in like that, that you know, people rolling over in their grave, like <laughs> <laughs> sexy MF. It's just like uh, what? What? But anyway. one reason, possibly, why there were no like stories or much talking is a lot of managers and like tour managers they tell the bands stop this screwing around in between songs people aren't here to listen to you they're here to listen to the music but that's in this case that doesn't apply no it's right but but they still could have been that could have still been mentioned at some point even by the festival people it's like people came here to hear some music just play the music well maybe but play the music and tell me something about why yeah why, why are you playing these songs Tony M was like, like, hey, we made a CD back in 93. Here it is. <laughs> I was like, wait, more of that. Tell me more. Tell me more. Now we're going to play Black Motherfuckers in a House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of cursing. God, lot I would love cursing. to hear that. I would love lot, to hear that. A lot of cursing, man. It was a lot of cursing. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay. Uh, you know, well, hey, if you go back, to the, go back to the prime NPG time, 93, 94, uh, 95, he was, he was how dirty. much swearing was there? Was Seriously. Dirty. They're just keeping up that tradition. <laughs> that's right. But that's when... You know, I, people always say, like, what's the best era? I mean, I think That's you and it. I agree. Like, it's the 90s. That's it. Yep. It's the 90s. So, anyway, I just wanted to, I, I thought, I thought it wasn't something I could tweet because I'm not going to say, boy, that set lips was off. Like, I'm not. You got to explain it. Yeah. I, you have to explain it. Like, it was magical, but there's so many things that were just like, just tweak a little bit. Mm. Just tweak it a little bit. Like, just add three Exodus songs. And take out cool and i'm good yeah get sunny up there to sing the exodus has begun for 12 minutes and yeah. everyone will be happy how could that not just kill everyone as the last track seriously <laughs> you would just be on the floor just dead if that happened play a sample of be still and no one will be hurt <laughs> God, morris hayes got all them samples in his little computer he could do it all god that'd be so good anyway man there we go well that's a show Done. That's a show. So tell me, this was the New Power Generation playing where? It was playing at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. In the in the grass next to it. <laughs> in the, right. In a in a field next next to this beautiful building. <laughs> Second of August? No, first of August. First of August. First of August. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was it oh. was very cool. And uh, I give them all the credit in the world. Uh they were great. And uh, a couple of those dudes follow me on Twitter, so I hope they enjoyed the you know the photos and all that stuff and the only stuff i tried to i wasn't going to do like a live tweeting of the whole thing but the two mm. pictures i had to do was was deuce in a quarter and sexy mf two songs yeah that if you told me if for my entire life i would never have seen anyone perform live i couldn't believe it yeah could as soon as deuce in a quarter started i just about had a heart attack <laughs> like every other song like you know even daddy pop and together it's like yeah okay but then juice in the quarter and i'm just like no way no way crazy i would have loved uh uh daddy pop that would have been great daddy pop makes mm. me think of um arsenio hall yeah yeah so there was no tommy don't know tommy there nope nope uh, no it's just the guys i named it was, yeah uh, tommy uh, does very few of these npg i think he's just done a couple and that's it 
And and like I said, if he's there and Sonny's not there, then you change your playlist accordingly. I'm totally mm. cool. That's totally fine. That's you know what I mean. Like it's not that. It's just I saw him. I saw Sonny T, and I'm like, Sonny T should sing at least as many songs as this Mackenzie guy. Oh, I would love that. Because it's not going to happen, but I would love that. Right, and this is no disrespect to Mackenzie, but when it's Mackenzie, all I'm saying is, boy, that's not Prince, and and there's and there's nothing he can do, and there's nothing he can do. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not a knock on him. Saying somebody's not Prince is like, okay, nobody is, nobody is. (laughs) But Sonny T's not trying to be Prince; he's trying to be him. Yeah, but see, when Sonny T sings "The Good Life," that is his song. He is actually singing. His part, it's not, he's not singing someone else's part. Right. That's like Mackenzie singing, that's you know, right. Love Thy Will Be Done, because right. that's Prince. But Sonny singing The Good Life or Get Wild or The Exodus Has Begun, which one day I, I hope will happen. Yep. That's, his, that's his song. Yep. You know, even though we know Prince is behind all that stuff, he was the, Sonny was the voice. Right. And I would love to hear them play that. Yeah. If I can convince Tony, if I can get him to play Exodus, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You'll, you'll never hear from me again. I'll just well, be dead. Well, the funny thing was, the funny thing is when I got in my car, I put on together just to drive yep. home. I had like a 14 minute ride home. And, and it sounded exactly the same. I was, like, I was like, I can't believe I saw this live. But then I went to Exodus all day today. I've been listening to Exodus. And it's like, I'm craving it because I was yeah. so close. I was so close. I mean, I thought they it's, were going to play Johnny. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. Have they played that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they have. I know they've done that you, chant, the chant at the end, but I don't yeah. think they've played the song. Yep. <laughs> well, there we go. There's a show episode. What is it? 25. Congratulations. When 25 do you come back episodes. to talk about originals? Oh, I listen to you guys. You guys talk for 10 hours on originals. <laughs> 10 hours oh my god yeah but you only heard about five of it so it's okay i heard i heard all five though i i listened to it it took me weeks to go through it. <laughs> just listen to it that's the thing you get such a long show and like and then you, later on you're like people's commute is like 20 minutes and they're like it's gonna right. take about three weeks but to hear all this but that's one of the best things about podcasts over radio because in a podcast, yeah. you just can pick it up where you left off. I haven't heard all of your other guy, the, the guy who mixed originals. I uh, heard, yeah. I've, I've only heard like 15 minutes of that. And it sounds oh, there's great. There's some good stuff in that. There's it sounds, good, sounds great. Good. But, but that's the thing. Like that's, and that's why also podcasts don't compete against each other. Because download yours. Download Captain Says, Peach and Black, Hall of Justice, Sports with Brent. Like download them all. Listen to them that's at it. your leisure. When you and get that, there. Right. Listen to it. I always say that when sometimes when I have a guest on my podcast and they say something that's really dated, like, oh, it's a beautiful day to do this. I'm like, unless you're listening to this in January and it's 20 below zero. (laughs) Exactly. Especially when you spoil movies, because that's one of the things when, you know, in the Hall of Justice podcast, we we spoil movies, but we give tons of warnings. So like, yeah. if you, if you are listening to my podcast and you go, Oh my God, they killed Han Solo. Like that's on you. <laughs> we, we warned you, <laughs> you know, Some, yeah, sometimes on peach and black we'll be like, Oh, and this, um, this thing's happening next week or this just happened yesterday. And we're like, Oh no, we can't say that because this show won't go out for like two weeks. There was a so. funny, there was a funny, um, there was like a promotional release where there was a one night only for the film Shazam. Oh yeah. It was two weeks earlier than the release date so we watched 
the film and the guy I do the movie reviews with, I said, let's do a podcast on it. And so we did the podcast and it was all spoilers. And people were like, how the hell do you put a podcast? The movie's not even out for eight days. <laughs> I was like, oops. <laughs> so, oh, well. So two weeks later, we reposted the same review because that'll be in their iTunes, you know, because people listen to the most recent episode. Yeah. You know, like if you're a subscriber, you just listen to what your most recent thing is. So we kind of said, rather than just tell people on Twitter, like we have more listeners, like Peach and Black is the same thing. Like you have more listeners than Twitter followers. So if you make an announcement oh, yeah. on Twitter, like that's oh, only yeah. 10% of your audience, you know what I mean? So to me, like that was the justice that we could do was to re-rack that, you know, and to, to re redo it because you don't want to be jerks to people. It is weird when you look at, you look at the number of, like Twitter followers and Facebook followers and Instagram followers and the actual number of listeners who listen to the show. And they're all totally different numbers. Right. It's just really weird. Right. But I have a joke about, and I, Peach and Black is a show that you listen to the very, very end. But sometimes there's something right at the very end too. I will say, so on my podcast, I have two songs at the very end. And I will say on the podcast, like tweet me and tell me what song this is. I have um, for sports with friends. I have uh, Sly and the Family Stone. If you want me to stay, yeah. And for Hall of Justice, we have the theme for the greatest American hero. <laughs> oh yeah. And every that's once, a good one. Once in a blue moon, we'll get somebody. Hey, that's the greatest American hero, and we're like, yes, <laughs> somebody listened. All right, all the way to the end. <laughs> all the way to the end. <laughs> oh, you've given it away now. If they hear this, they'll they want they still won't have to listen to the end. That's okay. You, you, you can you can you can stop the podcast whenever you whenever you want. Whenever they find out that we told you Han Solo died and you're mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Han Solo died. Do you know, I still haven't watched that yet. Star Wars? The, the latest ones? one. The latest. Oh, the latest one. I saw oh. the one. Do not where listen it, to our podcast I, about it. Oh, my goodness. I saw the one which ended with Luke, like, standing on the top of a mountain or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's episode seven. You didn't see eight. So has there been just one since then? Just one, yeah. And that's the one where, what, layers all CGI? Nope, that's... Uh, oh, that's no, she was in it. They, they filmed no, that before, didn't they? And she's in the next one, even though she died. Uh, yeah, she's in, she, yeah, she's in the next one. Have you, has Australia gone Marvel crazy? Not really. No? Uh, Avengers wasn't a big well, thing in, in Australia? I guess it was, but I just don't no, I'm not associate with any people that know that stuff, so I don't know. Well, the good thing about Avengers... Like, I, don't watch, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I've literally got, like, three friends, so, and they don't like that stuff, so... I have no clue of what's happening in like the popular culture world of Australia. Well, the neat thing about Avengers was they paid off 22 films. Like they connected the dots for 22 into one three hour extravaganza. Like, can I just watch Avengers Endgame and not have seen anything else? No, no you, you'd have to watch the first, the, the one that came right before it, Infinity War. At least that would make sense because oh, I watched, I watched the one with the girl. The one, what was that oh, one? Captain Marvel. Yeah, I saw. I watched that one. That was good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. And I've seen. I saw Iron Man like a hundred years ago. Uh, he's in it. Um, that's about all I know. I haven't seen any of the Thor or all these other ones. Yeah. The Thor. The third Thor is very good. It's very third. Fun. Oh my god, there's too yeah. many. He's a uh, he's uh, Thor is kidnapped and he's supposed to be in this gladiator game and they find out that his his opponent is the Hulk and Chris Hemsworth uh, has the greatest reaction where he goes, Oh my god, I know that guy. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Was the Hulk? Was that the one with Eric Banner? That was the first Hulk. That's not in the uh, the the universe that. 
Oh, that's different. Not in one. the connected uh-huh. universe. Yeah, Eric Bana was was the Hulk, and that then was ages um, ago. Uh, what's his name? Ed Norton was uh, Banner in a movie that is connected, but then he was replaced by Mark Ruffalo. Oh, uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo plays the Hulk now. See, I I literally watch two or three movies a year, and that Captain Marvel was one of the ones for this year. So there you go. Did you see the? Oh, we, you know what we should have done? Uh, did you see the movie about the Beatles? No, but I've seen very mixed reviews about it. What's it's it a, called? It's a great. There's a great debate. Isn't it like? Isn't it like if no one had ever heard of the Beatles except this one guy? This one guy, and he and he just sings all their songs, and everyone starts like, oh, singing wow. all their song, and they say these are the greatest songs in the world. And there's a discussion. Oh, there's a, one of my favorite episodes. We did a whole all of justice on it. The debate is, did he plagiarize? Because well, if no one else on earth knows they knows, exist, then technically, yes and then, no. Well, in his own head, yes, he did. But in, but to everyone his, else, no. But his own head, right? And so if you if you think he plagiarized, then you love the ending. I'm not going to give the ending away. I but, don't know. Yeah. but if you don't think he plagiarized because those people don't exist, like Paul McCartney and John Lennon don't exist, he did nothing wrong. Exactly. And so I hated the ending. <laughs> okay <laughs> so so it was so I'm a guessing they, massive I'm guessing debate. Turn up at the end of the movie oh that that ending it's it's a it, and, and people on twitter gave me crap on this i said yesterday is a brilliant movie with an awful ending <laughs> sounds like a stephen king movie yeah i love stephen king i like all his books but he's never been strong on his endings like he can write a great book and like 90 percent of it you're great but then it just sort of wraps up in the most sometimes lazy ways, you know, it's like some of the books literally end with like, oh, and you know, and he woke up and it was all a dream. That's like, oh, come on. Yeah. I just spent, I read like 400 pages to go, oh, it was all a dream. That's like the end of Lost. It's just, what the hell? Agreed, agreed. Oh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. The end. Here is some theme music. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.